0: Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Text the gospel lesson from Luke chapter 5 you've just heard read to you. It was a beautiful morning by the Sea of Galilee, sometimes called the Lake of Gennesaret, crisp And clear, the water was still laying flat and calm because the sun had not quite warmed the air enough to create a breeze and and stir the water. Jesus had been preaching and teaching and healing and casting out demons with great power and authority, and there was an air of excitement, of anticipation as Jesus came down by the lake with a crowd in tow i want you to watch closely this morning and witness the wonder of jesus calling us deeper into relationship with him first in the shallow water of the shoreline and then out in the deep water in the middle of the lake witness the wonder of jesus calling us deeper first the shallow water of the shoreline Now, the excitement is palpable, (laughs) And, and why not? I mean, think about what these people had seen and heard. Jesus preached the good news of the kingdom of God, that's the world put right. He talked about God in bold and fresh ways that they had never heard before, a God who showed mercy and love to those who were broken and oppressed and brought down. Judgment for the power people who thought that they were in control and could get away with anything. Jesus taught them radical new ways of interacting with one another and he had backed up his preaching and his teaching with demonstrations of power and authority over evil and in today's episode even over nature itself. They were all leaning in their ears were open they were at that moment where they needed to know who is this Jesus and what can he do for me and so I wondered where where you are this morning what are you pressing in on What has your undivided attention at this moment in your life? Inflation, world events, Russian troops on the border of Ukraine, your marriage, your children, your grandchildren, your health. Is Omicron the end of COVID? Can we get back to something more normal, even if it's a new normal? Your work and what lies ahead, your schooling, Are you locked in an addiction that keeps you doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results? Or are you like me and just bouncing from one thing to the next? Look, the question behind all these questions is, is this a moment for you? to lean in is this a moment for you where you where you need to know are you pressing in this morning on jesus to hear the word of god look it had been what would you guess uh, a 12-hour night shift for simon and his partners They had pushed off late in the afternoon or the early evening, the day before, and they had worked through the night, and as we're about to learn, caught nothing. Worn out, would you say? Frustrated? Maybe worried about how they're going to pay this month's mortgage and buy groceries without the revenue from at least a reasonable catch of fish or even a meager one working out in your head what you're going to say to your wife and your mother-in-law who is now living in your house an extra mouth to feed and yet at the same time still so proud and glad to see jesus i mean ever since simon had met him He'd been doing a lot of of thinking, a lot of rearranging things in his mind. The things that Jesus said rang true. I mean, maybe life was more than hard work and conservative moral living with the hope, no, the expectation that God would bless you if you simply tried hard enough. Simon was starting to sense the real presence of God in his life. That's a different way of looking at the world. And then then there were these miracles. Who is this Jesus? Sure, of course, Jesus, I'm, I'm honored that you would choose my boat. Certainly, we'll push off from the shore a bit to provide you a pulpit And I'm also glad that all of uh, these people, my friends and neighbors, are here to see that you have chosen me to be one of your special students. So it's been another busy week. Look, I see people who are tired and who are worn out. I think that's a great big part of this great resignation that the media keeps talking about. People are tired of being slaves to their paychecks. The human soul was not designed by God to run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, six days he created, and on the seventh day he rested, he Sabbathed, and he commanded that we Sabbath too, that we stop, that we come to worship, that we lean in, that we listen, that we enjoy the gifts and the blessings that he has given to us. Look, I'm incredibly glad that you are here this morning. But if you are just looking for good advice to get you through the next week, then you have come to the wrong place. Because Jesus is not content to be your life coach or your advisor. Jesus climbs into the boat of the circumstances of our lives, and he is not here to just help us be better people. Although he will certainly do that too. What was that? Jesus? Man, I'm not sure what I heard what you said. You're not serious, right? What did Jesus know about fishing in contrast with an expert like Simon? It must have sounded like ignorance for this former carpenter turned rabbi to designate the deep as the place for making a catch of fish and like double ignorance to ask that this effort be made now well on into the day. And to make it worse, Jesus orders this while the multitudes line the shore. People who knew about fishing... People who would give Simon a little smirk and a laugh for doing something so apparently irrational, foolish, and contrary to all experience. You can almost hear them down at the pub later that afternoon. Did you hear what happened to Simon today? That new rabbi friend of his told him to put out into the deep in the middle of the day and let down his nets for a catch. Poor old Simon. What was he going to do? Say no? Explain to Jesus that it's not Deep places, but the shoals before the lake gets deep where you catch fish, and it's not broad daylight by the nighttime that's best for fishing. Jesus was asking a lot of Simon, and he intended it to be so. He intended it to be in order like that. And the look on Simon's face must have been priceless. And his words show how strongly he felt it. But he obeys. And why? Well, he says it. At your word, Jesus, I will let down the nets. Because you see, that's what Jesus is after. Simon was to drop everything else and throw himself absolutely on the words of Jesus. So, what do you do When the way of following Jesus goes counter to your own experience or to science or to worldly wisdom or to reason or to whatever else it is that you rely on. When the world says do unto others before they do unto you. If someone strikes you physically and or emotionally, strike back. If it feels good, do it. A little lying and cheating if it doesn't hurt anybody is no big deal. But Jesus says whoever hates another human being or dismisses them as worthless is as guilty as the one who murders, and the one who looks at another human being as merely an object of sexual gratification violates the core substance of your being. Jesus says simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. In other words, people have some integrity and speak the truth in love and keep your promises. Oh, and when your self-righteousness flares up because you come to church and you say your prayers and you give away some of your money and you start to think that that makes you better than the rest of those people, you are in the most dangerous place of all. (laughs) Let the one who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. It is time to move out into the deep water. It is time to witness the wonder of Jesus calling you to go deeper. Here is a custom designed miracle that carried Simon. Over that seeks to carry us along with Him to absolute confidence in Jesus' words and it is recorded and it is proclaimed to you today to produce the same effect to work in you that overcomes the world. See, here's what I'm wondering. As a congregation, as the people of God in this place, Can we continuously tune our hearts to Jesus' words so that we can witness the miracle of faith, deeper and deeper faith in the midst of our everyday ordinary circumstances of life? Did you ever notice that Jesus has a habit of supplying an overabundance? Think wine at Cana. And here, enough fish to sink two boats. Jesus seeks to produce in us an overabundance of faith. And he does so miraculously, people, because faith is always a gift worked by the Holy Spirit. When you hear the Word of God, when you press in on it, when you remember your baptism, whatever two or three are gathered together, when you receive the body and blood of Jesus in the bread and the wine of the Lord's Supper. Now, what's this? Well, this is what happens when sinful human beings come into the real presence of God. Happens over and over again throughout the Bible. Adam and Eve, after they had disobeyed, heard God coming, and they were afraid, so they ran away and they hid. Jacob, who had lied and cheated and stolen to get ahead in this world, but still felt empty and afraid, when he miraculously wrestled with God one night, the angel of the Lord touched his hip, just just touched it, And it crippled him for life. Isaiah, you heard it in the Old Testament lesson, went into the temple and encountered the real presence of God. And he cried out, woe is me. Modern translation, I'm a goner. We started a study of the Old Testament prophet Amos in the women's Bible study on Wednesday morning. And Amos' prophecy opens with the line, The Lord roars from Zion. And our commentator, the Reverend Dr. Reed Lessing, who's guiding us through the study, opens with a favorite scene from C.S. Lewis's The Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe, which I've quoted to you before, where the children ask if this Christ figure portrayed by Aslan, the lion, is safe. And Mr. Beaver says sternly, of course he's not safe. But he is good The real presence of God is terrifyingly dangerous for sinful people. The lion roars, in Jesus' words... To put out into the deep, and we are tempted instead to put our hands over our ears, tame this lion down a blip, clip his claws, soften his claim on our lives. Excuse me, Jesus, I think what you meant to say is that if it's convenient, if it seems right to me, then I should put out into the deep and put down my nets. Rudolf Otto was a German philosopher of the last century who studied religion and noted a common experience and coined the term numinous awe. It's kind of a fun word to say. You can use it later today to impress your friends. Numinous awe is the phenomena of both being attracted to while at the same time being terrified of God. And that's the problem with the human condition. We can't live with God, but we can't live without God. We're attracted in all sorts of ways. And yet at the same time when we start to get near the real God, it scares us to death. What will he expect of us? What will he demand of us? That's what happened to Simon Peter. And I need you to note that this is the only place in the whole story that Luke records the other name that Jesus gave to him. The name Peter. A name that means rock, as in rock solid. And at this moment, Simon Peter experienced the real presence of God in Jesus, and it terrified him. And he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. But did you know there's a sequel to this story? In John chapter 21, after the resurrection, Peter and the other disciples are out on the lake again, fishing. They fished all night, and guess what? They haven't caught a thing. And then a figure on the shore calls out, put the nets down on the other side of the boat. And there is such a huge catch that they cannot get it into the boat, only this time Peter jumps overboard and races to Jesus as fast as he can go. Now, what's changed? Well, what has happened between Luke chapter 5 and John chapter 21? At the cross, Jesus stood in the gap between the roaring lion real presence of God's anger over sin and the deep spiritual longing that every human being has, whether we recognize it or not. And Jesus experienced what Adam and Eve were afraid of when they heard God coming, what gave Jacob a limp for the rest of his life and buckled the knees of Isaiah jesus was torn apart like a lamb led to the slaughter and when he died the curtain in the temple was torn apart so that we can run again into the soul satisfying real presence of god people witness the wonder of jesus calling you deeper your life experiences this coming work week are the places where he is working the super abundant miracle of faith. It's all about Learning to see your successes and your good times as the places to tell others by your attitude and by your actions that your whole life is a gift of God's grace, of his unlimited love for you in Christ. This miraculous, overabundant life of faith is all about receiving the trials and the struggles that come into your life as the place where He is polishing and sharpening you to reveal the power of His presence to sustain you. Oh, and when this week... You are shocked again to discover how shallow your relationship with Jesus sometimes is. When you catch yourself going the way of the world or imagining that your religious performance is enough, you have a moment. A moment to go from being a Luke 5 Peter to becoming a John 21 Peter, rushing to hear the words, Forgiven, don't be afraid. Luke uses a clever word to end this story that you can't really see in English when he says, from now on you'll be catching people. Because the Greek word literally translates to catch alive in contrast to the catch of fish, all of which the catching killed. The language interprets itself. The gospel of Jesus that has been poured out on you again this morning, at work, in you and through you, never kills. It raises us from the dead and it keeps us truly alive. Witness the wonder of Jesus calling you deeper. And go make some people alive. Amen. The peace that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in this true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.